Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. The Seahawks finished up their third day of practice on Friday, but it was their first practice of training camp where the offense and defense went against each other at full speed. Padded practices are set to begin on Monday. In today's episode, we're going to hear from Russell Wilson as he speaks to the media for the first time since training camp started. We'll get to hear him talk about Twitter's call to let Russ cook. He shares his thoughts on some of the Seahawks rookies, what it's like been having an offensive line without Justin Britt, and how he came closer together with guys like Greg Olson and DK Metcalf in the offseason. So let's kick things off with the story of the offseason. What does Russell Wilson think of all the calls from Twitter to let Russ cook? You know, Twitter, it's a, it's a fun place to, for people to have fun and and everything else. Listen, the reality is I want, I want to win. That's all, that's all I really care about is, is going out there and, and, and finding ways to win. Um, you know, and just constantly, um, you know, making plays, you know, I, I think that for me in my career, to be honest with you, Art is I've always wanted to be on this progression, you know, constantly growing, constantly getting better from year to year, game to game. And, um, you know, I, I can say that I, I've dialed myself into that every single day and committed myself to that every single day. So part of this growth, uh, uh, and I think just where I'm at today, you know, to be honest with you, is just, you know, uh, is, is, is finding a way to, to score more points and just continue to try to dominate the game. And, and at the end of the day, I want the ball in my hands. You know, I want to be able to make plays and, and uh, get, give us a chance to win. And I think that doesn't always mean just me chucking around, but it, it does mean that, uh, you know, uh, you know, the more times I feel like when I get the, the more times I have the ball in my hands, the more things I think can happen. I think the defense worries about that too. Um, so, you know, listen, I, I think for us this year, we're really excited about the guys that we have. You know, for me, it's about continuing to to try to to evolve, continue to uh, try to find new ways to do things and just continue to try to elevate my game. You know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I definitely believe that I can help us win, you know, and in and, and whatever way or fashion that is, I'm willing to do. And uh, I think I'm excited about that. And because fans have had to endure so many close games in the fourth quarter, that's really, I think, the emphasis behind all of this, where we see that there is clearly enough talent on our our Seahawks teams that they can come from behind in the fourth quarter. Why not start that a little bit early? I mean, fortunately, the Seahawks do win a lot of these games. But as we'll hear, Russ is also aware of the statistic of how the Seahawks are undefeated after being up by four or more points at halftime. So does Russell agree with the feeling from fans that he needs to be involved sooner and play more of an up-tempo pace that we've seen him have so much success at doing over the years? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I think the reality is this, that, you know, early in the games, you know, I want, you know, definitely, you know, rather than us having it be in the fourth quarter, I, de- I think to be able to, you know, make some stuff happen. I think we want to, I think we have a crazy stat of the lead of, you know, I think 56 and 0 when we have the lead, you know, by halftime and stuff like that. I think, you know, getting, getting ahead is a key thing. You know, I do definitely believe in finishing strong. I think we've won, been won a lot of games in the fourth quarter and, uh, you know, been uh do some fun things in the fourth quarter and in the games, but um, you know, let's treat every quarter as the fourth, you know, and I think that's kind of my mentality always. I, I think about basketball a lot, you know, and just being able to score and make plays, but play, you know, great, solid, efficient football, uh, is, 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 is is the name of the game and, uh, you want to be able to do it all. And I think we, we definitely can. A key off season focus for Wilson was spending more time with the guys that he hasn't had a lot of experience throwing to, at least not with the same level of experience that he has with guys like Tyler Lockett. So Russell spent the offseason working with guys like DK Metcalf, Will Disley, and Greg Olson. And particularly with Metcalf, he said the time they spent together, 
him teaching DK how to swim, it helped Metcalf become one of his best friends this offseason. And overall, what was this offseason like for Russ? Obviously, it was a very unique offseason, um, different than ever before. And to have to prepare and to get mentally ready, to get physically ready, to all those different things you have to do. Plus, uh, without the ability to really do it with a, a, a larger group, as you guys know, I, I typically try to get a big group of guys together and we travel somewhere together. We've gone to Hawaii, we've gone to California, gone to all these different places. And uh, without being able to really do that, that was definitely unique. So the first thing was safety, you know, making sure that we were, um, you know, as safe as possible. Guys getting, you know, making sure that they were you know, cleared and all that stuff to play. And we have a very unique situation at our home <laughs> in itself, you know, with Sierra being pregnant and everything too as well. So uh, we had to be very uh, careful with everything. And so um, when, when we did, and I did get to work with DK and, and Greg and Phil, it was very small groups, you know, it was just, just kind of one-on-one time for the most part. And, uh, and uh, you know, two, one or two guys at a time. And we spent a lot of quality time together. I mean, DK and I spent, uh, a lot of quality time together. Um, we were able to go down to uh, to Mexico safely, and before kind of COVID kind of went crazy, um, we were able to uh, spend some time down there, and I don't know about five, six, seven days down there, and just get a lot of work in. I mean, we worked every single day and threw for a couple hours, lifted together, ran together, talked together. Um, kind of cool. I actually got to uh, you know, uh, I actually got to teach DK how to swim. You know, that which is pretty cool. Um, we were able to spend a lot of time, you know, working and training and and uh, getting all the extra work in, um, you know, and, and 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 so that was really key for us. And then obviously our our friendship has just evolved like crazy. And uh, you know, he's one of my one of my best friends for sure. And just um, love his demeanor, love who he is. Um, you know, I <laughs> uh, he's like a little brother to me almost in a way. Um, and so it's uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, we spent a lot of quality time together. Then we went to San Diego. Got some more work in. I, got, I was able to spend some time with Phil one on one. Disley came through too as well one on one. Got some got some time together, and then obviously Greg came in too. And so we just were really safe in the process. But it was definitely different. It was definitely unique. But that quality time that we were able to spend and getting those reps was key. Um, and uh, you know, obviously I've thrown so many footballs to Tyler and 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 that. So. Um, but that was really key just to spend time with the guys who hadn't, hadn't really spent a great amount of time with and, and DK still only a rookie, you know, he's only, you know, he's, he's, uh, it's going to be his second year and we're expecting a lot, a lot out of him. So to be able to get, uh, all that quality time was amazing and build our friendship too, as well. And Greg and I have always connected on a personal level too, as well. Um, you know, him and his family and just what they, what he's done in the community, um, not only what he's had to go through with his family and his son and stuff like that, but just, uh, just the leader that he is and everything else. I've always admired who he is from a distance and we've played him so many times. So when we got to uh, see each other, first of all, uh, in Miami, the Super Bowl, and then we got to talk and, and, and everything else and spent a lot of time there. Um, it was a no brainer for us to, you know, make sure that we connected. So, you know, you're getting a, you know, hall of fame, you know, type player in Greg Olson and just the kind of guy he is. And as, as a person too, as well, Phil Dorsett, same kind of similar situation of guy who was, um, you know, just has worked his tail off every day. You know, he's ex- extremely, extremely talented, extremely, extremely c- cerebral, knows the game. Uh, excited to have him on our team, too, as well. So I'm fired up about those guys for sure. Um, and then, you know, you know, for for uh, for me personally, um, it was a difficult offseason in the sense that, um, you know, C being pregnant, plus, you know, everything else changing and around the world and all, all things going on, just our own personal communities. It was pretty heavy. 
Um, but at the same time, uh, that quality time that I was able to spend, um, not just with my t- uh, a few of my teammates, but also obviously with my family was probably, an, uh, you know, an unfortunate situation, but one of the greatest gifts at the same time uh, to be able to do that. And so, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the offseason I was able to have, you know, winning type of offseason, no pun intended, uh, but just having a championship type of offseason, getting prepared and, and everything else. So I'm definitely ready to play. So while Russell had an opportunity to work with some of the players he'll be throwing the ball to, what about the guys up front protecting him? Dwayne Brown and Mike Upati are returning, but Jermaine Effetti is now with the Bears. DJ Fluker went to the Ravens in the offseason. Justin Britt is still recovering from an ACL injury. So Russell was asked about how this offseason has impacted his ability to work with the offensive line. He says that not having Britt is a big difference for him going into the season, but that BJ Finney and Ethan Posick are going to be competing to win that job going into the season. But the fact is, he's going to be relying on a majority of his offensive line being new, potentially even a rookie starting on the offensive line with Damian Lewis or D. Lou, as Russ calls him. It's going to be a change compared to last season. Well, it's definitely been unique, you know, for sure, for everybody, every new guy. Like, I couldn't imagine being a rookie right now and all the stuff they've had to go through. They haven't had a normal rookie season. But the great thing is, I think we've done a tremendous, tremendous job of the Zoom, you know, uh, meetings and everything. I mean, I I think we're smarter than ever. I think we've learned more because we've kind of had had to learn more. You know, it's just you're constantly having to, you know, you know, um, have these you know, conversa- conversations throughout the meetings and really understand what we're doing and how to do it. And you have to, you're, you're, you're kind of, uh, you know, your senses have to go up that much more. And I think our, our guys are really in tune with that, which is exciting. Definitely being on the field uh, definitely helps. It's been cool being out on the field with our walkthroughs and calls and, and our practices and getting ready. So I, I feel really confident about our guys. You know, obviously Dwayne is, is tremendous at what he does and how he plays the game. You know, uh, you know, he's he's as good as it gets at his position, a left tackle position. You know, and Big Mike having him back, his confidence, his knowledge of the game, his experience uh, is really helps solidify that, you know, that left side for us, too, as well. And then and then, you know, at, at the center position, BJ coming in and, and, and Posick, both of those guys going after it. But, you know, uh, BJ's played some great ball at guard. He's played some uh, great ball at center. You know, I talked to Big Ben about him, too, and just asked how he was. He said, you know, he's going to fight for you. He's going to make some plays. He's going to be great for you. Uh, Ethan has been a tremendous, uh, you know, uh, you know, just constantly on the, not, on the quest for knowledge, continuing learning. Uh, so that's been great for us. Um, you know, obviously, the loss of Britt not having Britt this season is definitely different for me personally. But, uh, you know, I've done it before, and I know uh, Britt was a great player for us. And so gonna miss, I'm going to miss my guy there. But, you know, BJ and, and, and Ethan are both ready to play. They'll be sharp as nails, you know, as, as you can imagine. And then fast forward, you think about, you know, uh, you know, the guard position. You know, when I saw D. Lou get picked, I I had seen him on film before because I studied some of the, you know, other receivers that they had at LSU and stuff like that. And I got to see who this who this guard was, and he was dominant on the field. So I'm really excited about D. Lou and, and how he's constantly progressed. I've spent a lot of time with the rookies, you know, and, and he's been one of the uh, leaders you know, uh, in, in, the, in the clubhouse in a way, uh, at the, at the, in the rookie room for sure. Um, and then, you know, uh, you got Shell, who's, you know, coming from the Jets, who's got super long arms. He's, he's a giant on the field. You, you know, I didn't realize how, how tall he was and how big, how, how long his arms were until you see him in person. He's really, really, uh, looks the part for sure. And the guys are super mature. They're really focused. They're ready to play. Said coming in too as well. Um, he looks ready to play, super athletic. 
Um, I think the key to the cohesiveness is just us getting out there and practicing, though, as we'll kind of go into what you were saying and asking about. I think that's going to be really key for us along this journey. This conference call from the media gave us the first opportunity since the Jamal Adams trade to get a reaction from Russell Wilson about the Seahawks' biggest move of the offseason. We'll hear what he has to say about it coming up next. Back before the 2019 NFL season had wrapped up, Russell Wilson was at the Pro Bowl, calling for the Seahawks to acquire more talent during free agency. He was even quoted as saying, free agency is very, very key to getting those superstars on your team and try to get great players that can fill the space. Well, the Seahawks' highest price free agent on offense was bringing in veteran tight end Greg Olson with a cap hit of just under $7 million. But their biggest offseason acquisition in terms of what they had to give up to get him was Jamal Adams, a guy they sent two first-round picks to the Jets for, and a player who was listed in the top 30 of the NFL Top 100 list. Here's what Russell had to say about the addition of Jamal Adams to the Seahawks. Jamal's fiery, man. I love him. Uh, He's just passionate about the game. He's he's one of the best players in the game, for sure. One of the best defensive players. He, He can do it all. Uh, he's got the energy. He's got the passion. He's got the understanding. He's got the knowledge. Um, he brings something for sure to our to our team, uh, not just our defense, but our whole football team. He's that kind of leader. Um, he's going to be a great football player for a long time. I'm glad he's on our team. That's for sure. You know, I've always admired Jamal from a distance. You know, I got to see him coming in as, as a young play, younger player in first, second year or whatever. And just uh, the kind of leader he was and just the energy that he brought to the field at the Pro Bowls and stuff like that. Just really admired uh, his juice, his energy, uh, his his focus every day on the field. You know, he was dialed in, you know, and so I think he's already done that already in the walkthroughs and practices that we've had out here. You can sit, tell that he processes so quickly. Uh, you know, he, he, he knows how to get sacks. He knows how to make plays. He knows how to has the knack for the ball. And uh, just to continue to add that, we had Diggs last year come in, obviously with Jamal. It's a, it's a special, special group for sure. This offseason in particular has been a big one for Wilson in terms of the respect that he's starting to receive around the league. He's been consistently ranked among the top three quarterbacks in the league, number two on the NFL Top 100. And Russell himself says he's at the best he's ever been, but he still feels like he's only at 70% capacity. In this clip, he lays out some of his goals for the season, as well as his long-term goal of playing for 10 to 15 more years in the NFL. You know, I it's, it's funny because I, I think that I'm uh, definitely in the zone. Uh, I think that also, too, as well, I think just, you know, from from the play standpoint, you know, every every game I want I want to put on a performance, every every play, every practice, you know, I want to be great. Everything that I do is purposeful and it's not wasted moments, not wasted energy. Like I said earlier, when you have kids, you can't you know, you really learn that and how to really process what it means to be great, how you watch film, how you study, how many hours, what's the setup like, how are you prepared and how, how, how is your setup at home? Are you, are you getting prepared because of the situation, you know, and just being forward thinking on every, every step of the way is part of the game. The other part of the game is just physically. I, I feel, I feel great. You know, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm just hitting the beginning of my prime of my career. And I feel like I got a lot more ball to play, you know, 10, 15 more years to play. And I, you know, for me, you know, I want, I want my best years to be ahead of me. That's what I'm excited about. The best years are ahead of me. And I think um, for me, you know, it's all about the, the kind of players you have around you. you got guys like DK and Tyler, Greg's of the world, Chris Carson's, um, you know, you know, Phil's coming in with great mindset. 
uh, and, you know, guys like Disley working his tail off to get back and playing hard and, and everything else. And so I, I'm grateful for those kind of guys, guys like Dwayne Brown. When you get, look at a guy like that, it, it, enthuses, you know, it, it, it's, it enthuses me to see a guy like that just in his career and all the things that he's done. Um, so for me personally, you know, I, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm the best that I've ever been, but I feel like I, I'm only at 70 percent capacity. I feel like I got a whole another 30 or more uh, in me. So I'm excited about each day. I'm excited about the moment. I'm excited about learning and studying as much as I can. I've studied a ton of film, not only of myself, but of others, other great players, other great quarterbacks, some of the best of all time. And just spent a lot of time just uh, just really learning the game. You know, I, I want to be not only just physically at my best, you know, throwing the ball and moving and all that stuff, but also mentally and uh, from a cerebral standpoint, understanding what to get to and all that stuff. And so I think that's um, where I continue to grow and continue to strive to be great. You know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, when I step on the field, I want the other team to know uh, they're in trouble. And it doesn't matter if it's the first play of the game or the last play of the, or the 25th play in the game. Every time I'm on the field, you know, my mentality is 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 to make it tough on the defense. And uh, and I think that's that's what I've always wanted to be able to do and continue to do. And uh, that's that's where I'm continuing to go. So I think for me, continuing to grow is just um, just, uh, I, I, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've learned over the past few years in particular is just that quality time with the guys, uh, you know, and, and to be able to slow everything down as much as possible, even though everything in the world is going fast paced and everything else. And I've been able to do a lot of great things, you know, uh, during this whole COVID time, um, you know, you know, hosting the SBs and stuff like that and, and still doing other things and trying to, you know, make an impact in whatever way I possibly can. At the same time is it feels a lot slower, you know, like, you know, you talk about, you know, you talk about athletes and uh, they're in the zone. Everything seems super slow. Everything seems still, at, you know, for me right now um, when I'm playing, but also in life, just I've learned how to really slow everything down, but still go fast but just slow everything down. And uh, that quality time too has been amazing. So I think that's where I've continued to grow and want to continue to grow. And just, uh, you know, I think of my faith is a key part of that. You know, I've been able to spend a lot of quality time. Um, you know, we, I told you guys before, you know, I was able to do those, a lot of those uh, Bible studies with the, with college kids here and pro athletes here in Seattle, obviously COVID changed that. So I said, okay, well, let's start thinking about how do we, how do we do this, you know, virtually. And so we, we've had over, you know, a hundred plus people, you know, per week, me and C just on, on the virtual Bible study calls with people from Harvard to Stanford, to, you know, to Georgia, to South Carolina athletes, to, it was really cool. Some pro athletes. Uh, I know guys like Zach Ertz and Steph Curry hopped in at one point, just different people. We had some cool people come in just, I think just investing, uh, my time in others, which ultimately invests my time in myself. And, and really being able to do that and grow in that sense. And that's been amazing just personally, too, as well. So, you know, I, I think that helps the game as well. You know, it helps, you know, you play. And uh, so you know, having your mind clear. Another thing that Russ has been investing his time in is preparing for some of the unique challenges that come along with the 2020 season, including practicing with a face shield. Though he says he doesn't plan on playing with it. He talks about his mindset and why he feels it's important to make preparations in case equipment like these face shields are mandated for the players. I've been, I've been wearing it kind of a lot of the offseason, uh, just getting used to it. I don't plan on wearing it. You know, I'm old school in my approach, you know, and what I've kind of done all, my whole career. But if, if, if for some reason that I need to wear it, I want to be filled prepared. I always tell you guys separation of the preparation. So I want to be prepared just in case. Um, 
you know, and so uh, I've been wearing it, you know, for, you know, half the practices and half my training time, sometimes the full training down in California in the, in the middle of the heat, you know, 90 degree type of weather, you know, it definitely, uh, you definitely feel it. So you, you, you get used to it though. And um, you always have to be able to adjust in this game. And I think this is definitely, I think we've all had to adjust in some form or fashion and continue to adjust with everything going on with COVID. Finally, Wilson was asked about his leadership role and the advice he's been giving to the rookies, particularly with the pandemic in mind, but also of some of the key things that go along with having a professional mindset and really taking care of their physical and mental health. You know, first of all, you know, for the safety of everyone, you know, making sure that we're doing everything we can to mask up, wash our hands, you know, making sure that, um, you know, we're being diligent about who we're around and, and, and how we do things um, because it can it, it can not only affect you, but it can affect somebody else and somebody else's family and kids and everything else. And this COVID thing's definitely been um, very real um, in a lot of different ways. You know, the reality is, too, is, is that one of the things that we've I, I, I actually formed a group message with a lot of the rookies and I, I was doing Zoom meetings with them, you know, every day uh, during, um, you know, spring and so, some of the summer and was able to spend about an hour with them a day, maybe a little bit longer sometimes. And it was great quality time because we were able to talk about ball and also just preparation because the reality is, is that our situation has changed around us. And the question is, how are we going to evolve with the situation? Right. And, you know, Steve, you know, we, we can't, we can't sit back and not evolve. We, you guys have to be ready. There's no excuse not to be ready in a way. And so I think for us, I'm making sure that one, making sure that guys are really taking care of themselves like I said, masking up, washing their hands, taking care of their family members, loved ones. You can't take that for granted. That's the first thing of being a professional, I think, in this circumstance. The second thing is making sure that your mind's right, making sure that you have a neutral mindset and making sure that you're not too high, too low. Just understanding that, hey, I had to get ready. These are my circumstances and how am I going to react to it? And number three is making sure you're taking care of your body, you know, as much as you can and running and, and conditioning and doing all that stuff. And the guys did a tremendous job of that. A great example of that, I would say, is a guy like DJ Dallas, um, you know, a guy like D. Lou. Both of those guys have done a tremendous job of taking care of their mind, their body, but also their health and being prepared. Um, DJ's out here, you know, he's dialed in, he's focused on picking up you know, the, the blitzes and everything else. I'm really excited about who he is as a player, um, you know, and, and as a person. Uh, he's really focused. He's one of the leaders of the rookie group. Um, you know, even even though Colby's not in, for example, right now, uh, Stanford guy, super smart, and, and but also really talented. He's working his tail off, even though he's going through re rehab in a situation that he didn't want to be in. Um, like a lot of us in the world, in some form or fashion, a situation we don't want. How, how are you going to react to it? And I think he's done a great job of reacting to it. D. Lou, like I said, he just came on off a national championship and all the highs and the successes of that. Um, he understands what it, what it's like to be a professional. Um, I believe he just had, a, you know, a, a baby too as well. And it's just, you know, I, I think it's a blessing uh, for those guys and uh, and and how they view uh, life, how they view being a professional, how they view their careers, and a lot of that is taking care of themselves, safety wise, but also mentally and emotionally, and, and and making sure that they're prepared and ready to play. So I'm excited about the rookie group. I think they're they're really good guys and they're really ready to play. That does it for today's show. As training camp goes on and we get to hear from different players, I think it's nice to hear straight from these guys on some of their unique challenges that they're facing and what's going to be a very different season. But I'm also going to continue to do some interviews as well. So whether you like these kinds of episodes or the interviews, be sure and check in just to each episode and see what I'm doing. I know about this time of year, we'd usually be talking about preseason games and reacting to those, but we're just less than a month away now 
from the kickoff of week one for the NFL season. It's going to be coming up soon. So be sure you're subscribed to the show at SBNation.com slash NFL podcasts. Visit FieldGoals.com and watch for the live streams of training camp throughout the preseason. Alistair Corp has been posting some of the main takeaways from each day as well. I know Friday was a little bit of a scary day as Puna Ford and Jaron Reed ended up having to come off the field with some minor leg injuries. Doesn't look like it's going to be serious, but concerning nonetheless. So be sure and watch FieldGoals.com for all the news. Thanks for tuning in. A lot more coming your way as we ramp up to the season. And until next time, go Hawks. Hawks.